0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, let's dive right into it. Okay, so in most, if not all, sci-fi franchises, talking books, shows, movies, graphic novels, whatever, there are advanced, futuristic-type weapons. There's plasma rifles, bolt guns, blasters hypervelocity cannons, phasers I mean these kind of weapons are an absolute staple of the genre but what seems far less prominent is the same effort put into creating armor of that same caliber As aside from you know, characters like Master Chief and the Spartans of Halo, or Space Marines from Warhammer 40k. I mean we we don't get a lot of stories that have some you know just personal heavy armor or shielding going on. Now some universes, like Star Wars, they they address the personal shielding problem by sciencing it away. Like the Star Wars universe says that personal shields, like ray shields or plasma shields, they give off this dangerous level of radiation. So you don't see a lot of those going around, aside from minor instances like a uh, custom gauntlet shield that's about the size of a dinner plate. Uh, now some Mandalorians will carry those. Custom shields and their gauntlets, uh, or you, you did have the bounty hunter Dirge, who is a Gen Dai. Now, Gen Dai are a species with incredible regenerative abilities, and they can take an immense amount of damage to kill. So, whatever the radiation was that was coming off of these shields, I mean, Dirge could take it. He's he's fine. I mean, it. It took Anakin Skywalker throwing him into a sun to kill him. So Yeah, that's I mean that's pretty metal. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Now speaking of Mandalorians, they are a prime example of one of the few sets of characters that we see making some truly effective space armor. I mean we get stormtroopers and such with bodysuit armor but i mean that that stuff does not work against like blasters like, the most basic weapon in the galaxy a standard blaster is going to tear through stormtrooper clone trooper uh, battle droid armor like it, it they they may as well not be wearing anything they're only doing it to be uniform right and then Stormtroopers really only kept the armor around so they could instill fear through psychological means. I mean, hell, Stormtrooper armor can't even stand up to rock slings and spears being thrown by build bears So, in all of these universes, armor and shielding are typically reserved for spaceships and vehicles, which is a smart thing to do when writing out a story, because it it can keep things going instead of our characters being one shot in the middle of space before anything can really happen. Um, now, this this story writing device of armor and shielding it it allows our characters to traverse the majesty and the mystery of space in relative safety while being under the threat of pretty considerable danger at the same time. I mean they they could be caught in a nebula or pulled into a tractor beam. They they could fly th- through some f- space fairy dust that makes them hallucinate. Um that happened in the Stargate SG1 and it was it was crazy. Um the ship's engines could be taken out and the crew could be stranded Uh, they could run into a number of horrifying eldritch space dwelling entities right? but they're remaining somewhat safe as long as their shields hold together and the ship hull remains mostly intact and and you know the armor isn't breaking up too bad so we could have a fair amount more focus on armor and shielding but could we have it without having the literal plot armor or going full Warhammer 40k on whatever we're building or or whatever we have in our stories I I think that we can as long as we establish maybe... Just how much punishment those shields and armor can take exactly. I mean, I if if I know that a standard set of body armor can withstand say ten shots of blaster fire, then I know relatively how safe a character can be when heading out into battle. Now this would be cool instead of watching, you know, this big battle scene and we see a soldier all decked out in some badass armor and it's nice and shiny and brand new looking. And they get one shot and they fall over and they die. Versus focusing in on another character that might be, you know, taking a few shots to the to the chest or the knee or the back or, and they they still keep trucking. I mean, yeah, we are dealing with the realm of suspending disbelief, and we are watching a bunch of disillusion of reason, but every now and then I am kind of pulled out of the coolness of a story by how inconsistent some of these things are in regards to how the armor works and the damage output to armor durability ratio. And I realize that I'm probably getting into the weeds of things that, you know, they're they're meant to be enjoyed by just turning your brain off and going along for the ride. And I, I get it. And if the rest of the facets of the story are all really enthralling, I absolutely will. I mean, I almost guarantee that anyone who loves season one of The Mandalorian didn't give two wooden shits about any inconsistencies or dumb questions that might pop up. It was just... It was just cool, man. And you you overlooked really stupid things. Most of you. <laughs> in... in lieu of having a a really cool bit of Star Wars again. And at the end of the day, most people, that's all they want. They just want cool sci-fi action, laser swords, space battles... ...a few hot alien chicks here and there... ...all wrapped around a thrilling and well-written story. That said, there are a select few of us who actually love delving into the details and space armor is a pretty big one now like I said earlier the power and overall might of the weapons developed in most sci-fi stories will far outclass how durable the armor and shields are you know most of the time I mean we got weapons and gravity crushers and ion disruptors nuclear warheads that are strapped to armored torpedoes it becomes pretty tough to defend against these things with armor so maybe to highlight just how strong these sci-fi weapons are we do need to play up that there's little to no possible way that we could even have shielding or armor that is strong enough to counter that kind of firepower. So instead, we'll cut our losses and put more resources into things like maybe overwhelming numbers of force. Maybe we we look more into creating strategies to outmaneuver that greater firepower. Maybe we build faster engines, some maybe some long range or specialty weapons, a cloaking system things that will allow us to beat all of those really cool and super badass weapons aimed our way so with the aforementioned universes in mind, Star Wars Halo, Warhammer 40k which armor would we want for our average everyday elite soldier and keep in mind we're going to make An army out of these guys? Well, straight out the gate, I I think Warhammer 40k is out of the running. Because the best armor that humans can wear in that universe, aside from, you know, what the Primarchs or the Emperor wears, but uh, you got the Adeptes Custodes armor. And those guys are like 10 foot genetically upgraded monsters that live for thousands of years. I mean these guys make the Spartan project look like a daycare program. So not that. I mean they, we wouldn't be able to move. We wouldn't be able, we would be crushed. We'd be killed putting that armor on. Speaking of which, we got the Spartan armor. <laughs> now there were several iterations of the Spartan project uh, but the general consensus is that the Spartan 2 armor, the Mjolnir armor was the strongest so a lot of people argue that one big reason that Mjolnir armor is superior is because the Spartans from the second generation Spartan project had more physical augmentations than those that came after them Regardless, this is a pretty damn good option to outfit our standard elite soldiers with. It's definitely what I'm picking. I, I mean, yeah, we said no to the Adeptes Distotes because their augmentations, but, I mean, Spartan twos were just, I think, six and a half, seven feet. And, they, I mean, they had been trained and, and had... Bone stretching surgery done on them since childhood, but, you know, just make the armor just a little bit smaller and, yeah, your standard six foot guy will be fine. Now, our last contender is probably the most contentious the Mandalorian armor from Star Wars. Yes, it's hella cool. Yes, it is impervious to blasters and lightsabers. But, It doesn't cover everywhere. I mean, there's a ton more weak points in between Mandalorian armor than there are weak points in the Mjolnir armor. I mean, a a great case to be made for my preference of the Mjolnir armor is comparing the conflicts that these two elite groups were in that uh, used both sets of these armors. You got the Mandalorian Wars in Star Wars Legends and the Covenant War in Halo. I mean, whole squads of Spartans did die completing their missions. I think it was, if I'm remembering right, it was almost 700 Spartans died in total uh, between Spartan 2, 3, and 4s. But in the Mandalorian Wars, you had... Millions died. I mean they they died not only on the ground but in space battles and all that kind of good jazz too. but I mean they were fighting against relatively the same kind of weaponry. you know in both wars, you know both sides had blasters and projectile based weapons had beam weapons, stuff like that. And let's remember that both sides, were sets of warriors who were proficient in things like hand-to-hand combat, survival tactics, so both sides were on some pretty equal footing, I mean right down to being indoctrinated in their own warrior cultures from birth, but with the Spartans taking less losses than the Mandalorians did, and the Spartans didn't even make up the entirety of the human army in the Human Covenant War. The Mandalorians... that that was it. That was their army. Everybody had Mandalorian armor. Maybe not all of it was... made out of... Uh, pure Beskar. Or... A, you, you might have had some Cortosis... or uh, some other kind of metal. But... I mean... that's a pretty damn big ratio. Yeah, I mean... Literally half of humanity was wiped out in the Covenant War. That's a that's a pretty damn big ratio disparity. So I gotta give it to the Mjolnir armor of the second Spartan generation. Although, if I were to tweak it, I think I would make my Mjolnir armor out of Mandalorian Beskar. Mandalorian Iron and have the connector pieces be a titanium and Kevlar mesh material. Now that is some damn near indestructible sounding armor. And, I don't know, let's just for shits and giggles, add in a fire-resistant layer to the padding on the inside of the armor, as well as ruggedize the pieces that house the tech used by the helmet and the body sensors, that way they can't be shorted out by an EMP or a, you get shot with I don't know force lightning or something you'll you'll be okay you'll you'll be cooked from the inside I I think you got a winner here you've got some seriously impressive and dangerous armor I I am taking an elite army of soldiers in that and I'm just conquering anything in my path. I mean, there wouldn't be any sort of hand- or shoulder-mounted weapon that could beat that. I mean, it, it would take tank rounds to break that shit open. And that's worth reiterating. This is an army of soldiers with this kind of armor. Not just a handful of badass squads. I mean, in great enough numbers... Maybe they even swarm over and, and beat the hell out of some space marines. Who knows? Maybe they could finally give Warhammer 40k a challenge. I mean, we would need a ton of elite level tactics and strategies, you know, to give us an upper hand. Because space marines are still going to whoop you like head to head in a one on one fight. It's no contest. I mean, it's just not fair putting a space marine up against anybody else. I mean, their standard weapon is a bolter, which fires rocket-propelled bullets. Could you imagine wearing bulletproof armor and getting hit repeatedly by miniature rockets? I mean, your armor is still going to be intact, sure, but you'll be turned into soup by the sheer impact. So yeah, for every one space marine, maybe you have a squad of soldiers. So you would need like hundreds of thousands of these soldiers. But you are trying to conquer the galaxy, so you're going to need a whole hell of a lot more than that anyway. But yeah, that is all I had time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stick around for more sci-fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.